Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. Hosted by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood. 100% RC Professor Damian Flowers and Tyler Wright Hey guys, welcome to this special episode of Voice of Fan Sportscast. I'm your host Ben Swift Reynolds. We have a special guest with us Tom is from On The Hot Podcast. What's up, man? Hey, hey. Uh, glad to be here. Appreciate y'all for having me on the show. I'm really excited about today's episode, so thanks for having me. Yes, sir. We we very excited to have you on. And, yes, of sir. course, we have Professor Flowers, the one and only. The one and only. The one and only. The man, Mr. and Legend. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you so. say that. <laughs> <laughs> man. Thomas, Thomas. So I know you do your own podcast on the hop, man. How did that get started? Where where that come about? So um, how I started the podcast, I'd say it's two thousand in two thousand twenty during COVID, late of that before the the vaccines and stuff like that came out. Uh, me and my guys, me and my friends, were deciding what to do. We always talk about sports. We always love watching sports. So I thought to start our own podcast. Uh, it took us some time, five to six months, to finally get started getting rolling. So I started with a group of five to six guys. Uh, sometimes, like, you could get busy with uh, outside life. Uh, so I, I'm the host, so I take it on my back to carry the podcast either to every single week, regardless of who's available or not. Uh, in my eyes, I see a next man up. So I, I step up and uh, provide the podcast each and every single week. But, yeah, my love for sports really got me into doing podcasting. All right, that, that's that's good right there, man. Especially when you have a team and you can like intertwine different people come in out, and uh, that's good though. I think especially with a sports talk podcast, it's good to have multiple people, multiple opinions. I think that make it fun and exciting to hear uh, different takes. So you 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 almost uh, like us. We started during COVID. We really start. We really got started during COVID too. Got a little yeah. downtime, a lot down downtime. And um, we decided, like, hey, let's let's get it going. Let's get this thing started. So here we are. And I forgot what episode we on. We're like one fifty nine, episode one fifty nine. So we've been doing it for two, two, three years, two and a half years, something like that. That's what's up. Yeah, you you kind of lose track of time, Kyle. You know, you know how time go by fast. So, so you usually stream on YouTube or you do it through uh, Apple, Spotify, something like that. So I normally do, if I do live, uh, I'll go Instagram live. So the viewers, if they have something to say, can chime in or people that want to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, or if I'm by myself, I normally pre-record the episodes, upload them to the platforms uh, like okay. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, 
mm-hmm. and Apple Podcasts. So that's what I normally do if I do it by myself or with others. Okay, okay. What, uh, what's your favorite sport? You said what? What's your favorite sport? Oh, football, all the way. I'm a football oh, guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, name uh, of the podcast on the hop, man. Come on now. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never that's, know. That's what they used to tell us on the hop. You never know. Jump. You can't walk in practice. <laughs> so, uh, to a lot of people, like, man, y'all talk a lot of football. Like, no, nah, we, we do other things too. But football is American sport. It's the, the you know, how baseball was American pastime. Now that's football. I, I can say the same a, thing as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, we're gonna talk a lot about football because it's now it's all year round. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. And so as you can see, Thomas, uh, we ripping our teams, the Saints, we got the Colts, RC's a 49ers fan, Gatwood is the Sean Watson fan. He used to be a <laughs> Texas fan until <laughs> Watson just he until Watson just decided to go in massage parlors. Then Gatwood was like, Man, you know, that's it for me too. I, th- I think oh. Gatwood was seen a couple of times in massage parlors. Oh, so he no. he follow he follow he do everything <laughs> he do wherever <laughs> he do everything Watson do. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So right now uh, Gatwood is in Cleveland too with Watson and mm-hmm. T. Wright. Man, he's a Saints fan just like me. We repping who who that nation. So uh, who your team is, Thomas? Oh, I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, I guess you could say I was brought into it when I first started watching football. My father's a Cowboys fan, so I learned from okay. him. Um, even though it's been some tough times uh, over the years, a lot of heartbreaking moments, uh, I stuck uh, thin or through thick and thin as a diehard right. Cowboys fan. So hopefully I get to see my shining moment one day or another. Hopefully it's in, this, uh, in, the, uh, in the future, not 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Hey, that's not the kicker though. You gotta tell people where you're from. That, that's what got me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So I told them before we came on. So I'm from Maryland. I'm I'm about 20 minutes away from Baltimore. Uh, I don't believe in the home team thing. You know, I believe in if you like the team, you like the team. If you can go out and right. see your team and support them, that's how I feel about it. But yeah, I don't believe in uh, rooting for your home team. Never believed in that. Okay. You also what thirty miles away from uh, Washington, also the Commanders, right? Yeah, not Commanders. too far away from the Commanders either. Yeah, <laughs> he said bump both those teams. I respect <laughs> the Ravens, but com- you y'all know right. how I feel about it, the Commanders. Commanders, you know, That's a new are they? Who, now, so. who are they? What are they? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like a minor league teams. Who knows? But yeah. They working on a new name. We're gonna see how that goes. I feel like they're gonna mess that up too. I bet I'm thinking they're gonna go by the Redskins. I was nah, gonna, he, I was he, gonna say that too. I he already came out. The Redskins. He 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 shot that ship down. He he, he said nope. He said that's in the past. We leaving it in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you missed a golden opportunity because uh Native Americans has came out, they even did a poll. Native Americans they wanted that they team, wanted that. that name. And then they were even embracing it. Like, they was mm-hmm. being intertwined with the organization. Actually, I heard this. I forgot which podcast this was. But the the uh, the old Washington Redskins logo was actually uh, a guy who's part of the organization. He was an Indian. They made, you know, they made the, uh, the logo from his face. So, come on, man. Uh, I never really That's saw crazy. the issue with it, but 
It is what it hey. is. I think they should bring it back. I can't see really any fitting names for that organization at this point. All right. Like, they, Native Americans, they oh. took that over. They ran with it. I will admit, I was kind of getting kind of fun of the Washington football team. I will yeah, I like that. the Washington. If they're going to go to the name, go to Washington football team. I like that. Just playing. That's what they are playing. Just stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have a video to show y'all. Uh, Ness? No. I think we're going to have a show Tuesday. So, starting, starting Sunday or Monday, we're going to take uh, fan questions. So we got a new intro for it. So check it out. So there we go. Fan posts. It's where the fans send their questions. Um, uh, for the show, or you can come on the show and ask the questions yourself. Uh, Flowers, y'all know we talked about keep it respectful as y'all come on the show. <laughs> keep it classy. <laughs> keep it classy. Like so, like fan Hard enough. Yep, disclaimer. That's what we need to do on, on, on the post. We put the disclaimer. Right you go there. low, I go to hell. <laughs> pick your poison, huh? Pick pick which one you want to do. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so, gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it clean. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have fun with it. So, uh, fan posts, I believe we're gonna start it Sunday, and y'all can send y'all questions in, and also send them in Monday. And like I say, if you want to come on the show and talk about it, then do it. Ask the question. All right. Uh, as y'all know, the Lions beat the Chiefs mm. in a stunning fashion. And so I want to show this clip of Dan Campbell real quick talking about uh, this win. I didn't learn anything. I got verification on what I already knew. And this is a resilient team. Uh, it already was a resilient team, and we added pieces to that resilient team. So um, we're built to handle some, some stuff, and, uh, and we did that today against a very good opponent. Well said, Coach. So the Lions mm-hmm. beat the Chiefs 21 20. I'm going to start with you, Thomas. Yeah, were you watching any... last night. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was about to ask you, were you surprised by this Lions victory yesterday night? I will say I am. Uh, I really wasn't expecting them to come in the arrowhead in a hostile environment. Uh, the Lions really haven't been in a stage to a big-time stage to prove who they really are over the last few years. They're really coming into their own now. Uh, last year, they started off 1-6, and six, started the season 1-6, and six, uh, had a quick turnaround, a good second-half turnaround, finished the season 9-8, and eight, barely missing the final wildcard spot in the NFC. So the season last night pulled off this win against the Chiefs on banner night. Uh, I really am surprised that they pulled this off. I like Dan Campbell's message that they're coming to anybody who they step up to Oh, he was getting good, too. He'll be right back. So, yeah, man, Dan Campbell, he said, man, he was he was expecting to win. You know, he, he wasn't into, like, we the underdog. He was expecting to win. Go ahead and finish your statement. Oh, I was saying, yeah, I was really surprised how they played last night. And uh, I'm really expecting to see them as contenders this year. I don't know about y'all, but I'm really high on the Detroit Lions this year. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Flowers, was this a big win for the Lions or was this, this a, a big, big loss win. for the Chiefs? I think this is a big statement win for the Lions because morale for one, mm-hmm. what Dan Campbell's been preaching in the locker room, everything's come to fruition. The nine, they won nine in the last 11 games. You know, mm-hmm. we look back last year and we were talking to backstage, uh, me and Ben, and I think we all wanted to pick the Lions the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I had them on upset alert. I had the Chiefs on upset alert. I've been feeling that way for about a good month. And when Travis Kelsey went out, I definitely felt like they were probably going to be in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. I'm proud of the Lions, man. It just shows you if you give somebody time, you know, to build something from foundation up, and you just watch it grow. And Dan Campbell has done such a great job. And I think we can also say that they had a great draft this past offseason. You had a right. out there catching passes. You had Jameer Gibbs showing flashes of what he can do. Um, Brian, uh, the branch kid from Bama took a pick six back. Jack Campbell, you know, flashes, great plays, you know, playing in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. So I think the Lions are well set to win the division. And we all picked them to win the division, of course. Um, but right. everything's coming to fruition with the Lions. They're going to be a tough team. And shout out to the offensive line. I've been on being about that. You know, <laughs> I told him in the chat last night, man, Chris Jones is somewhere grinning like the Grinch, man. He's grinning ear to ear because they manhandled that front seven. Now, I'm not saying the Kansas City's defense is not good because they're pretty good, pretty snappy. They're young. So they got a lot of pieces still coming into themselves. But when you have an impact player like Chris Jones not playing, they can't you know, attack that inside and collapse the pocket, man, it allows a lot to happen. And you've seen Montgomery and you've seen Gibbs, you know, especially at the end of the game when they just hit him in the mouth and took it down the field and won the game big boy style. So shout out to Dan right. Cameron Lions. Yeah, uh, one thing that stood out, a couple of things stood out to me in this game. Uh, you know, the Chiefs D-line definitely missed Chris Jones. They was being wrecked in the trenches. And I know, uh, Flowers, you pointed to this, like, why Lions stopped running the ball? Because they were winning that battle. And the, as you saw, when the Lions stopped running it, the game started getting a little out of hand. If they were mm-hmm. stuck with it, I feel like they probably won by, you know, seven to, uh, seven to ten points because of how they were keeping Mahomes on the sideline. And they were just laying Jerry Goff and David Montgomery and Gibbs do their thing. And uh, for the Chiefs, I feel like they gotta look back, look at themselves in the mirror, like, okay, no, we had chances, but we screwed up. You know, we can't always rely <laughs> on our on our veteran guys like Kelsey and when they at Hill. We can't always rely on them guys. We got we need y'all guys, y'all young guys to step up. We saw uh unfortunately events happen to Tony. I never seen Tony drop passes like they usually sure handed, but I don't know. It was just week one, not week one for him not concentrating. Fresh. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. That's why I about allude to. Like, is it he wasn't concentrating? He wasn't prepared because uh, it was just little mishaps like that that cost him big time. Cause that pitch six, I feel like was the turning point in Most that game. Definitely. If that didn't happen, I felt like the Chiefs gonna score again at that point of time. It's just like the momentum. You felt the momentum all going to the Chiefs at that moment. Kind of lines, mm-hmm. like I said, they got away from what they were doing best, and it just it just went their way. Before our guys say, "All right, lines, 
we're gonna give you this one. And Tony, he gift wrapped that pit sis. So shout out to Brian ba- Brian Branch for uh, for getting that. And the Lions, they looking scary, man. They can uh like Flowers, you said uh, earlier too, they scrappy. Like that's the best kind of defense you want because you can create turnovers. Right, Aiden Hudson. Man, I have this crazy stat from Aiden. Of course, Flowers know I love pro, pro football focus. You can use them on the ends, baby. Use so, them. all right. So, they said <laughs> Aiden had seven pressures. Mm-hmm. He had a 20, 20.5% pass rush win rate. So, he had five pressures on third and fourth down. Is he coming into his own right now? Is that what we're seeing? Oh, yeah. You're seeing it. No doubt. You're seeing it right now. And shout out to the Houston kid from Jackson State on the other side, number 41. Both of them, you know, tip for tat. You know, had Mahomes right. stepping up, running for his life last night. That's going to be a problem for the Kansas City Chiefs. I didn't realize Donovan Smith was their left tackle. I, I was so used to watching him, you know, commit penalties in Tampa Bay for the past few <laughs> years. And so Juan Taylor, we, you know, we seen it last night with Juwan Taylor, you know, with him lining – the way he was lining up, you know, him jumping a half second before the ball came out, mm-hmm. you know, about 15, 20 times. But they finally called – Right. I was about to yeah. say that too. Getting a head start <laughs> in between the whole entire game off the line of scrimmage. Man, he was already back by the quarterback by the time I hiked the ball. <laughs> uh, he was already gone at this thing. He's not gonna be able to do that. He's not gonna be able to do that too much more. I mean, you got had what 27 million people watching the game last night. So we all seen it. You know, you had uh the guy that comes in and talk about the refs. He talked about how bad it was. So Taylor's gonna have to clean that up. There's a lot yeah. of hunger pass rushes in the uh, in the AFC West. Yeah, got Patrick Mahomes doing a lot more moving around than usual. Mm-hmm. Like that back pedal, like that should have been interesting right there when he got pressure near his end zone and he just threw it off his back foot. Yeah, it, it went off. Uh, what's I forgot what corner it was. Uh, what well, maybe CJ Gardner? Might have been. It might have been him. Went off his tip. I know he touched the football too. That he could have had an interception. So it, Patrick Mahomes, he got lucky. So I'm in with this. Uh. The Lions' first win, you know, they start 1-0 since 2017. So, shout out to those guys. All right, let's mm-hmm. get to – oh, yeah, I want to show this one clip for the Lions fans. I know uh, they celebrating. They were calling in the radio shows, talking their ish. So, y'all continue <laughs> to talk. Y'all deserve it. Pick six, pick six, pick six. Come on, you can't help it. Yeah, you can't. His wife, <laughs> 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 hey, his wife said, Stop that foolishness. Hey, one more, one more misstep. He was ready to have to watch the highlights the next morning. Oh, right. Let <laughs> that man celebrate, Mrs. Wilder. When last time you saw a lot. Thank you. Say, say, it, say it out loud, Ben. When the last time you saw Lions have a pit <laughs> Just have some control. Just have something to be proud of. Man, right. you got to let that man have his moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, was, I do the same I do the same thing with Saints. Craig Turner, I'll be jumping them down, shouting. I'm that's how little, That's how my family know the Saints are doing good when they hear me shouting and jumping around. And so they like, oh, they doing good. If they don't hear no noise coming from the living room, yeah, don't come in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our game picks. Y'all ready? 
Get so, Thomas, we, we do this uh, every week. We do game picks. And we at the end of the week, we try to see who had the most wins, and we talk noise. It's like bragging whites. Last year, Gatwood won the week 1 through 17. Like, he won uh, – he had the most total picks, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's our champion from uh, last year. So, it's just something that we like to do, keep things prepared. Second All place, right. Thomas. Second place. <laughs> You know, Thomas, I had a slow start. If I would have started off fast, it would have been over for those guys. I'm just say that right now. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. All right, Flowers. Panthers versus Falcons. What do you expect from these two teams? Atlanta's at home, right? Yes. I'm going with Atlanta. Let me tell you why. I just think they're a little more seasoned. In Carolina, is Brian Burns gonna play or is he still holding out? I haven't heard anything. That's an issue. Yet. That's an issue. Yeah, he's the issue best. right there. <clears throat> the main issue, though, that, you know what? That's not even the main issue. The main issue with me and Carolina is the offensive line is terrible. All right, mm. Bryce Young, as I've been on Bryce Young for the longest, as you know, he's gonna stand up, he's gonna deliver the ball, he's gonna do everything he's gonna try to do. I just don't think that they have enough for the kid right now. I just think Atlanta's more seasoned. They'll be able to run the ball. You'll be able to see the addition on the defense, take advantage of Carolina. Like I said, nothing against Frank Wright. I watched Frank Wright for the last six years. He's always been on the slow start of things, and you kind of pick it up towards late. So I'm going to go with Atlanta. Okay, okay. Um, Thomas, are you keen on Bryce Young in this game? That's who you're looking at? I'm looking at Bryce Young, and I'm also seeing how are the Atlanta Falcons going to look uh, in their second season with Arthur Smith at the home, uh, being the head coach with the team. Uh, last year, they went 7-10. and 10. Yeah, 7-10. Mm-hmm. Uh, that NFC South was not really impressive last year, but the it they went 7-10 and 10 last year. Um, I'm looking to see what they can do against Bryce Young. Uh, I saw a lot of problems during the uh, during the training camp and the preseason games with the offensive line for the Panthers, uh, not really giving Bryce Young much protection in the pocket. I think if that pass rush can get to him, it could be a long day for him in his first rookie game. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that they are – I think the Falcons are going to win that game. I can see them running the ball down their throat. Arthur Smith, when he had Derrick Henry, when he was offensive coordinator with the Titans, he loves a running back that can get him a lot of yards. Uh, yards, And I think that they're going to capitalize on that. I, I will say I am looking forward to seeing what they could do offensively outside B. John Robinson because I feel like they underutilized Kyle Pitts for a long time. Uh, I want to see what Desmond Ritter could do his first year uh, as the starting quarterback. He can't do squat. What's that? <laughs> I said, oh, he can't do squat. <laughs> I, can, I can answer this, that for this, you. This is a Saints guy talking. Remember this time. <laughs> Drake London. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I really do want to see how this is going to play out because I do believe that y'all's uh, division is wide open right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's well true. Said. That's true. Well said. Yeah, with Bryce Young being 5'5", five, five, there's going to be a lot of issues right there. Five, uh, five, him getting pressure on, in his face. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> what? You know, that's 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 something to worry about. You know, with them big DNs getting their hands up in the air, you know. Hey, hey, have you ever heard Bryce Young talk? <laughs> no. He well, I so heard com- a couple he times. Is, I'm saying he is so confident. 
So you yeah. calling him short is not gonna face him. He's been called call him short. Call him short. Just say five five. You know, just call him. Is man, that an insult because he's a, the Panthers quarterback? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you showed a clip of him in the, in the off season. Him taking snaps. He look, him looking like a baby. Come on, man. Yeah. He look like a Dane toddler. It's <laughs> 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 like hey, you know how you hear mighty mites. They get on kids' uniforms. Wow. <laughs> so you think you no. think you're gonna look smaller than Kyle Murray in the pocket back there? Yeah, I think Kyle, Kyle Murray is like 200 pounds, maybe. Kyle, Kyle, he's he's a mighty mouse. That's what he remind me of. That's what Kyle remind me of, mighty mouse. <laughs> but Bryce, man, he got. I don't even know. They say he's 180. I don't even think he's 180. I don't think he's like 170 he's something. He's 190. Come on, man. He's 190. You really think he's 190? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 190, man. I don't know, Flowers. I'm I'm too 10. You know, he don't look too much far from you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great comparison. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, so, yeah, I got a lot of question marks with uh, Cordell Pass and Algier. So that's their blueprint. We we know we don't want the Falcons quarterbacks just throwing it. So we know we're going to keep going on the ground. Uh, they might run some little screens and quick passes. That's how they don't get their game going. And, and since Brian Burns, uh, he's not going to be there, uh, they're going to leave a, a huge gap for them running backs to you know, get loose. So I'm taking the Falcons too. I take the Panthers guy. I hate the Falcons, but you know, what else can the uh, Panthers do? All right, Bengals versus Browns. We saw Joe Burrow just get paid. Thomas, who win? Who need this win more? It's a division game, Bengals or Browns? Now, this is a hard one because I'm looking back at what happened last year. The Bengals. Started off 0-2, and, and they were just fine, went all the way to AFC Championship. But when I look at this Browns team, I think they need this more because Deshaun Watson needs to prove that he's still that guy that mm-hmm. a top-10 quarter. And <laughs> there's a wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun pulled the plug. Thomas laying that real knowledge that I want him out there. Yeah, don't want your Brown fan. Don't want you saying it. <laughs> oh, Browns fans! The, it is the truth. They gotta establish an identity, who they are. I mean, you can't give a quarterback two hundred thirty million guaranteed and not have high expectations. Right. So, yeah. I'll oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I about to say, yeah, man. Uh, I feel like this is a do or die for Deshaun. <clears throat> I mean, they gave him a pass last year. Like, oh, he been out of footballs for this many. Uh, games and all this type of jazz. Well, he missed a whole year and all this. No, it's time to put up or shut up. There's no more excuses. So, if the Browns start off slow and rocky, then that's a lot of question marks that need to be, you know, addressed. Yeah. So, Thomas, who do you think going to win? Uh, which team is that? Uh, in, uh, it's in Cleveland, right? It's in yes. Cleveland. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going with Cincinnati. I, I think Cincinnati's <laughs> gonna go ahead and pull it out. Uh, Joe Burrow and company. I I, mm-hmm. I like that offense a lot. It's hard to bet against that guy. Uh, improved offensive line heading into this game is gonna be interesting to see what the defensive line 
to do against the Bengals' new and improved offensive line. Uh, I always look for the uh, defensive backs, the corners versus wide receivers matchups. I think it's interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, the Browns cornerbacks compared to the Bengals wide receivers. So I think the Browns and Bengals games going to come down the wire, but I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to pull this one out. So, uh, Flowers, Joey B healthy? I don't think he's 100%, but he's probably, what, 85, 90 maybe. You know, they, they set him out for the whole preseason. So I'm quite sure, look, they already cleared him to play. He's good to go. He's going to go, of course. Yeah, he was healthy enough to sign that contract. So. Yeah, I know that's right. He he walked in just fine. Oh, uh, I would think he is, especially with him signing the contract. Is that good enough for you to take the Bengals? No, taking the Browns this week. Hey, why? One and four is Joe Burrow against the Browns. Last mm. year we seen the slow start, and me saying this. I have questions about you know, they lost Jesse Bates. They lost mm-hmm. you know, a few other pieces here and there. I know they got a good pass rush. You know, I don't know what they got in the linebacker court, but you know, their front seven is usually solid. But you know, I do worry about the secondary. But Cleveland, ladies and gentlemen, they have had Joe Burrow's number. You know, I just feel like Joe Burrow hasn't seen action, you know, it kept him cool. I just think he's gonna come out and struggle a little bit. You know, Miles Garrett, Darius Smith gonna pressure him. I think it's going to be a close game, but I just feel like Nick Chubb and Deshaun are probably going to have a good game in Cleveland. And I'm with you, Thomas. I, Thomas, I like you, man. You you, you come on here you speak real, man. I, I can just tell <laughs> two questions you've already asked. You know what you're talking about. It's because I am on the same bandwagon as far as Deshaun Watson is making too much not to be taking any kind of criticisms from anybody. So yeah. if he does bad, he needs to be criticized. The Browns right. do bad, he needs to be criticized. Mm-hmm. They win. We can give them, you know, we can give them all the praise and the glory, you know. But he's had a full off season. He's had a training camp. He's lost weight. He's gotten the shape. Oh, earn your two hundred thirty million dollars, Sean Watson. I'm gonna pick you. Um, and they got the Bengals minus two. I would bump that up if I'm a betting man because, like I said, either or can win. I would feel more comfortable if you can get it four and a half to five if you're betting that Cleveland's way. Right. Uh I'm with I'm with you Flower. I'm taking the Browns. Uh, Thomas pointed to this earlier about the uh uh Bengals defense. I have a lot of questions, especially in that secondary with that baby uh stop Cooper and People Jones and uh Elijah uh I don't know Elijah why Moore. Yeah, Moore, I don't know yeah. why I about to say Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> well I'm damn thing about pointing out Elijah Moore. And uh, I just like what the Browns are doing. I feel like they are primed to take that next step. They added some key pieces to their defense, too. Uh, the defense is actually getting back healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they just got a lot going for them right now. The Bengals, we already know what the offense is going to do. It's not the offense that I'm worried about. I know what Joey B and Jamar are going to do. It's just the defense. I'm a defensive guy. And when I see holes in second day, they just red flags to me. So I'm taking the Browns. Let's, let's keep it moving. Jazz versus Colts. Let's ask our Colts expert. Yep, yeah, you got that right. Uh-oh, what, uh, what's going on here? What's what's going to happen? Element of surprise, ladies and gentlemen. I'm taking the Colts in an upset. Oh, 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 you want to make this a lot? You want? Nah, I don't you know if I'm going to go that 
don't know if I want to go that far. Man, you got the shirt on, lock it in. You know what? Yeah, lock it. You repping your, you your squad, lock, lock it in. Lock it. Oh, I, I, had another, lock. I had another lock in mind, but you know what? I'm going to lock this one in. All right. Oh, uh, oh, first lock of the year. Let's I am taking a chance. I am taking a chance on the motherland. Yes, I am. <laughs> Element of surprise, ladies and gentlemen. Shane Steichen. We do not know what Anthony Richardson is going to do in his offense. I believe wholeheartedly in our offensive line. Jacksonville. Let's see what has it's been for the past six or seven years. Jacksonville hasn't won in Indianapolis, and we haven't won in Jacksonville. So, if I'm going by that logic alone, I think I'm going to take Indianapolis. But I do believe in our offensive line will book their left tackle with Raymond. I think uh, Anthony Richardson will be able to, of course, do things with Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz and a few other people couldn't do far as if something like Josh Allen comes, he can get out mm-hmm. of the way and make a throw down the field. But I think we'll mix up a lot of things. It's nice to see the Shaq's back. So, our front seven is back intact. I do – I will, I will throw out the caution of Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley. I am caution. You know, that's caution of that. I think Calvin Ridley is probably going to have a big game. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I'm seeing it 27-24 in Indianapolis. All right. All right, Thomas. You going to follow in his footsteps? Nah, uh, I'm going to go <laughs> with the Jaguars. But I just want to say something about Flowers, uh, about what he said about the quarterback. I will say I am happy for y'all that y'all got uh, y'all boy now, y'all got Anthony Richardson. Hopefully he can be the franchise quarterback because, like you said, uh, hopefully y'all don't have some fossil figures again at the quarterback position. Y'all had Matt Ryan coming in, not in his prime no more, Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers. So uh, hopefully y'all have a franchise quarterback moving forward. But uh, for the game on Sunday, I, I do believe that the Jaguars are going to win. Uh, offensively, y'all not having Jonathan Taylor, I think hurts right now. Uh, I'm not so sure how strong our running back committee is going to be, but I, I have a good feeling that Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley, I think that's going to be a dangerous duo. I think they're going to start uh, start off quick with each other, start off fast. Mm-hmm. Y'all got a lot of uh, young, talented players over there in Indianapolis, and a lot of guys still trying to get their feet wet in the league on the dif- uh, defensive side. Uh, but I do believe that the Jags are going to win that game in Indianapolis on Sunday. I totally agree with Thomas. Flowers, I can't rock with you right now. Mm-hmm. I know you're the coach yeah. expert, but I can't rock with you. Yeah, JT. you were trying to set me up just to make that lock. I know what you're trying to <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, I went 0 1 last year in locks. So, mm-hmm. nah, I don't want to try to see you. I, I, I respect mm-hmm. that. But it's JT. And what I feel like that's a me? lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. You, when you, I know, and thinking about it now, there's a lot to ask the AR right now to move this offense, to keep it moving. Who is the backup running back for Indianapolis right now? It's committed. Deion Jackson will start. Deion has been proven okay. to be able to move the ball. No, Deion, he was solid. I just think, I just think you're, not, you're not understanding the offense is different. So it's going to be a lot of RPO. Anthony Richardson, you're talking about a 250-pound guy that can right. run. He's yeah. going – him, Deion Jackson, Hall, and whoever else, that's going to be the run game right there. Is Anthony Richardson that's going to be the difference maker as far as 
not with his. I mean, he gonna he can make plays with his arm, but his legs is gonna be the thing that's gonna keep the coach close in this game. Yeah, yeah something yeah, I want to say about that, Flowers. Uh, like you said, the RPO game, y'all got Shane Sykes calling plays for Anthony Richardson. I think y'all going to use him in a similar way that he used Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. last year. Um, I think y'all going to start him off using his legs to set up for him to step back and make plays in the pocket. So mm-hmm. I think you made a good point about that. Yeah, it sounds good, but I don't see it work on the field. You know, it just – the Jaguars <laughs> – they gonna have to keep Trevor in that offense on the sideline. So I, I I can I can understand them doing that for AR because they need to control the clock. They need to keep that uh Jacksonville offense off the field. So there'll be a perfect opportunity to get AR sealed in. You know how they get uh go ahead. One more thing. Mm-hmm. The tackles for Jacksonville. Right, they suspended. Tackles, one suspended mm-hmm. for four games. And the right tackle is a backup. So they're going to be dealing with two backup tackles. That's another thing. Go ahead. That's true. That's true. And But like you said, that's a good way to sell in young quarterbacks, you know, make, give, them, give them to make easy throws, you know, especially a, a dual threat quarterback like AR, give them running, you know, bootlegging, all that type of that. So I still can't rock with it, but I feel you, Flowers. I feel you. Well, I'll ride with him the first week. <laughs> After that, that's it. <laughs> After that, I'll be real, real honest. Yeah, I, I have, a, I have a whole game in me. Mm-hmm. All right, Bert Bucks versus Vikings. That's a that's a good one. How many people watching that game? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Minnesotians. <laughs> so I think everybody comes to the conclusion that most of America is probably picking the Vikings for this game. Yeah, Flowers, yeah. what do the Bucks have to do to win this? Turnovers, man. They gotta they gotta turn Kirk Cousins over, man. That's the only way they're gonna be able to win this game. I don't think the Bucks, I mean, we didn't see it last year. They didn't have a you know a consistent run game. I think Becca Mayfield needs to have a balanced game, you know, to be able to see. Um the question is, are the vets checked in? They, you know, they're probably checked in because it's the first game of the year. I'm mainly talking mm-hmm. about that defense. But if Baker goes out there against a Brian Flores defense, who is now in Minnesota, you know, he turns the ball over just once. You know, Minnesota's going to move the ball, and they're going to score, man. They're, they have too many weapons and to be at home. And you know how I feel about Kirk Cousins at 12 o'clock. <laughs> you know, he's pretty he's pretty damn near untouchable at 12 o'clock. So right. I just think that the Bucks probably going to have to turn over the Vikings at least two to three times and capitalize off those turnovers in order to have a chance in this game. You know, on my parlay ticket that I showed you the other day, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had Minnesota – I think I had a minus six. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm picking six. them to cover it. I'm picking them to cover that this week, Minnesota. Thomas. So, you know, they lost Leonard Fournette. They have a not disgruntled, but kind of pissed off Mike Evans. If Ain't you're no the talent. coach, <laughs> if you're the Bucks and Baker, what are you doing to help out Baker? Hmm. I mean, what I, can you do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, know, I was about to say. Hey, Thomas, hey, Thomas, getting back in that pep talk. Like, son, just give it all. Just, just leave it all on the field. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> so. It, 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 we know it, but offenses is, is uh have a lot of questions too. 
Because mm-hmm. White is not really a, I want to call him a, a every down back. I was going to say the same thing. I can't see him being a three down back either. So it's, it's, it's I don't, to be honest, I'm trying to picture this offense in my head and I don't really know what it's going to look like. And that's the scary <clears> part. So um, you believe in Kirk Cousins, Thomas? I've never been a believer in Kirk Cousins, but for this Sunday, I'll be a believer in him going against Baker Mayfield. I just this once, Kirk. We got you, Captain. There's <laughs> uh, not much to speak that. on with the Bucks, man. To be honest, like, I understand, you know, their whole situation. They really don't have quarterbacks that they really want. Saints went through this. We had uh, Taysom at quarterback. Then we had uh, Jameis. It's guys we really don't want back there, but that's all we have. So I feel like the Bulls are just running the ship till they get uh, a good draft pick. And I think that's why Mike Evans like, I want to get paid because we're not going to win no games, man. I need I need some bread. I need this some is last year, right? Yes. Last year yeah, on the deal, you want an extension, paid? right? Well, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, well, they set the deadline and the Bucks say it wasn't going to pass. Him, so. Yeah, he's yeah. saying, he pretty much saying he's not going to resign with them in the offseason. Right. So I'm taking the Vikings. I think that's a sure win, in my opinion. All right, I think this is like co- close to be one of the games of the week. 49ers versus Steelers. It's gonna be a slug fest with that defense. <clears throat> Thomas, who get the final stop? Oh man, I'm thinking about this game off the top of my head. I think this was really gonna be one of the best games of the weekend in terms of mm-hmm. defense. Uh, can- <laughs> yeah, his internet don't like him right now. <laughs> So I asked you, like, who get the final stop? I'm giving it to Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it to uh, Pittsburgh also. All right, Thomas. Uh, why you? Who you think gonna get the final stop? Oh, uh, 49ers. I think they're gonna get the final stop. Oh. Uh, they got their boy Nick Bosa back, fresh off a new contract deal. He's gonna be helping that front seven get after Kenny Pickett. I feel like if the if the game comes down to it. If Kenny Pickett has a chance to have a game winning drive, I feel like that 49ers defense is going to be too much for him to handle. I would have to go with the 49ers getting the final stop, the final say. Just like I asked you about Kirk Cousin, are you a believer in Brock Purdy? I have to say, yeah, right now. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, listen, I mean, you got to tell the truth. Anybody that nine times out of ten, if you're not Trey Lance, you're going to look like a million bucks in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Right. And I can't say anything mm-hmm. bad, really, what Brock Purdy did last year. He got he wasn't mm-hmm. even supposed to be on the field. Got them all the way to the NFC Championship. Now, that is a different story of how the 49ers mm-hmm. just got that. Yeah, that's that's a different story for a different day. Yeah, but, yeah, it is. But I would say right now I am a believer in Brock Purdy. He totally messes it up. Now, I think he's doing good so far. Yeah, I, I'm not really a believer in Brock. I feel like it's the – of course, it's the scheme. That's why I'm not a believer because I feel like you can put a lot of quarterbacks back there and they can do the same thing. So I'm curious. Um, they was giving Brock praise, you know, during preseason, but they didn't talk about practice or how he threw multiple picks. And I also do have a quote here, if I can pull it up real quick, from Patrick Peterson. Oh, yeah, I heard this earlier. Patrick mm-hmm. Peterson said, mm-hmm. There are some tell signs. See, Patrick Peterson know, just like I know, there's some tell signs. When I get my pick Sunday, we'll talk about it. And Brock Purdy said, we'll see. 
So I feel like in year two, quarterback teams, they get teams to really study that quarterback to his tendencies. So I feel like, you know, we're going to see if the NFL, like, okay, we know what he likes to do, what you don't like to do. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a tell sign. I'm taking the, uh, the Steelers. And RC would probably say, you, the only reason you're taking the Steelers because you hate the 49ers. But, nah, I like King Pickett. I like what the Steelers are doing with the offense. Uh, like we mentioned, George Pickens in the earlier, uh, pod, uh, earlier episodes that he's coming into his own. Uh, he looked real crisp on his route running now, and he just – Making spectacular catches, so uh, 49ers got a lot to deal with. They lost a uh, corner uh, this past season. Uh, Jimmy Ward, that's the guy. Flower, that's the guy I was trying to think about okay. a couple episodes ago. That was being burned by Seattle. I think. Yes. So Jimmy Ward, that was the guy I was thinking about. Okay. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers. Flower taking the Steelers, and Thomas taking the 49ers. How about that? All right, a game that we probably can leave off the list too: the Cards versus the Commanders. Mm. <laughs> can y'all Powers. believe that game sold out? No, for real. New, new regime. Hey, I'm new telling you. Shit. Hey, in DC and the DMV is sold out for that for this weekend. I can't believe it. I'm surprised first by that. time in years that they want to dance Snyder out of there. <laughs> Oh, they're showing it. Well, the commanders, they got something to be happy about with Sam Howell. We'll see how that goes. Um, Flowers, are the Cardinals going to show up to the game while they're actually going to get off the bus? Oh, yeah, they'll get off the bus and show up. And Jonathan Gannon will probably be in the room saying vroom, vroom, and all this shit. That he does. <laughs> Getting one of them uh, epic that. game speeches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see the stuff, Dobby. Yeah, I see it. I see it. What, what is this? What, like, how, am I, how am I supposed to be motivated by this? But I just. So, hey well, we, we've seen this. Yeah. How many of y'all took the bus today? I didn't know. Who started a motivational speech with? How many of y'all, many of y'all took the bus today? <laughs> like, what? Okay. I didn't take the bus, coach. <laughs> coach, you see my Ferrari out there? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't have it in my gut since I didn't take the bus. Yeah, right. He, he talking to grown oh, ass man. Like, how can you motivate a grown ass man to tell him, tell him shit like that? I don't know where he was going with it, but it, 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 it didn't work. It, it was so – I don't know Tommy you've seen the video, but his voice is so money Tony, like, how I many of you guys took the bus? I he saw him video, yeah. yeah. he went he went in some tangent. I, I kind of stopped paying attention after a while. Uh, like, he along lost with the Along with the other Cardinal players. <laughs> it's obvious so, they're tanking. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. have draft picks galore. I mean, Houston is going to be bad this year, so they'll have a top seven pick with that. They had their own top five pick within the world with amongst the, uh, themselves, you know, and so on and so on. So they can easily turn this ship around, but it's going to be a bad ship to sail this year. Right. Um, Thomas, what do this spell for Kyler Murray? You say that again? What does this mean for Kyler Murray? Ooh, I got a hot take for this. I have actually been thinking about this for a while. I really think that the Cardinals are going to tank this season under the circumstances that they're in. I really feel like towards the second half of the season, they're going to have to make a decision of what they want to do with Kyle Murray moving forward. Because if they get that number one pick, I think they're going to cash that in for Caleb Williams in the spring and just do a whole restart with the franchise under Mm -hmm. Caleb Williams and Trey Kyle Murray to see what you can get from from maybe a franchise like the Giants, the Vikings, uh, Tampa Bay, somebody that needs a quarterback or will need a quarterback in the future. 
mm-hmm. or like the upgrade. Yeah, we saw them get rid of Isaiah Simmons. They sent him to the Giants. So they clearly they dismantling <clears throat> the team. They just trying to get picks and try to rebuild for the future. So uh, this might be Kyle Murray uh, last hoorah right I here. Yeah. So everybody taking commanders. I think Cardinals. They, I think we gave Cardinals too much airtime. So. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on. really a big believer. I was never a big believer in Kyler. Um, if you ever, if you, if if y'all ever just listened to the show, you know, a couple episodes ago or even last year, I don't like short quarterbacks, as y'all can see. Like and I'm not, I'm not very tall myself, so you think I should know. You think I'll be an expert in that area, right? <laughs> and Drew Brees short? Yeah, Drew Brees six foot. I can deal with six foot. You know, I didn't even like Drew Brees. Foot, guy. He was six foot. Actually, I didn't. With five, 11 or five. Well, he really 5'11". I didn't really like Drew when, we, when the Saints first got him because I knew he was like six foot. I was like, bro, y'all couldn't find nobody taller? But that's neither here or there. So, yeah, it just <laughs> – it's just something that I look for in quarterback, Thomas. I like I like height, man. I, I want them to see be able to see over the line, you know, not see under the legs. I need them to see over the line. So, okay. all right, uh, <laughs> Texans versus Ravens. Thomas, um, D'Amico Ryan, does he get his first win against Baltimore? No, I can't see that happening this weekend. They got to play them on the road. Ravens got I feel like they got something to prove this year. Uh, got some new gadgets in the offense. Uh hopefully they can stay healthy throughout the season and Odell Beckham, uh Zay Flowers from Boston College. Uh mm-hmm. who else they got in that offense? Mark Andrews Mark as well. Andrews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they got Bateman. a lot of, Oh, Rashad. They got Bateman. they got galore weapons. Yeah. Bateman, the other guy, um uh, Duvray. Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar is in that offense too. Right. Lamar oh, said he's gonna throw for five thousand yards. All right, so we, <laughs> you got enough weapons in there. Uh Flowers, you take who you taking? Ravens or Texans? Man, I'm I'm gonna be short and sweet with this. Baltimore by the last slide. <laughs> hey, that was on the card. You had them by 10. They had Baltimore by 10. Uh, yep, I had Baltimore minus 10. They were easily covered it. I got them. I put I give you a predicting score of like 33 to 9. Yeah, it's gonna be a showcase. I think this game is a showcase for Lamar. This is um bat statement. That's how I feel like. Man, I, I got I got I got a pick for you on underdog. They got Justin Tucker for two extra points made. Oh, I need to go check that out tonight. For real, yes, I'm gonna send you the ticket I put in. They got a free play for Saquon Barkley. I had I I put Saquon Barkley. Over a yard, they had Justin Tucker for two extra points made. I went high on it. I took another kicker. Uh, I went high on, uh, on another kicker, Hawkins, I think, because they're going to be another high-scoring game. His was like two. I took Derek Carr for 20 completions, and I got yeah. Calvin Ridley for over 67 and a half yards. Hey, yeah, you didn't see me that card. I need I, I don't know why, but I did the BNBA today. Again, I was bored. So I just did. Don't be a <laughs> Thomas. You do underdog. I was man. All right, let me tell y'all the story. So the bet, y'all know how sports betting is. You can do it in a certain state. So I want to say towards the end of 2021, I was able to play underdogs in Maryland. Then they took it away. 
Then a few what? months later, they brought back the betting in Maryland. I could do like DraftKings, uh, FanDuel, and things like that, but I still got a new underdog. They don't got you can do prize picks, though. You said what? I think you could do prize picks, though. Prize pick? Oh, they took that away, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, Snap. man. Very limited of what we can do over here. See, it's kind of backwards. They <clears> took <throat> away underdog and prize picks, but they took away, we can't bet. Through like uh DraftKings, Draft uh Draft oh, you can bet MGM. You just have to be at the casino in Biloxi yeah, or the yeah. water to, to, to do your bet. Yeah. So, oh okay. yeah. Yeah, we had to work around it. We have our ways. Yeah, I we seen have our ways. Yeah, we send you some uh some info later. <laughs> oh okay okay. <laughs> All right, my game: Titan versus the Saints. Right. Uh. You know, uh, a reporter from Tennessee came out and said that they would never consider starting Will Levis or, you know, Malik uh, Willis. Like, it was never a competition for the starting job. Like, I call it – I don't know I believe that. He said the coach came out and said that from the get-go. I call bull crap on it. Really? Like they would never – yeah, they said it was never any competition, so – that just tell me that uh, Tennessee, they don't really know what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. I feel like they drafted those guys to replace mm-hmm. Tenny Hill sooner after, or later. After this year. Right. So, I, I like, if you come out and tell me that, then what, what, how are y'all running this team? I don't know it's Mike Bray, but I don't think it's really him. I think it's just the GM. They fired the GM. They bring in new one. So, he was like, are right, we going to do something different here? But with that being said, uh, Tenny Hill starting. Derrick Henry's back. They got D-Hop. I feel like the Saints match up pretty well versus Tennessee. The only thing that will probably worry me is our D-line. We had to redo it. We lost a lot of key guys. Uh, Marcus Davenport to the Vikings. Shot Tuttle. I think he went to the Panthers or Falcons. They went to an individual team. Mm-hmm. So we lost some guys on their D-line. So that's what I'll be looking for. Can we create pressure and stop the run? Because that's what you have to do in order to beat Tennessee. You cannot let Derrick Henry get loose. You got a game tackle, rally around the ball. And uh, so Pete Pete Warner and uh, Davis, they're going to have to be on it. And they said Lattimore is looking like he had his best camp this <clears throat> past season. Hmm. If that's his best camp, man, he won rookie of the year. Come on now. So I feel like the Saints defense are poised, you know, to be in the top five again. And Derek Carr, we already know what Derek Carr can do. I mean, we know what he can do. He's going to take care of the ball. He's going to take the passes that's given to him. And he's not going to turn the ball over like James. And that's what help you win games, not turn the ball over. So you already know where I'm going with. The Saints. You know you're going with. Yeah, well, like, you going with. You going to make that I mean – Wait, sir. <laughs> nah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> hey, hey say, Flowers, Flowers lock this team in. You got to lock it in. <laughs> I agree, Tommy. You know what? You know, I'm feeling I'm feeling that good about the Saints. I'll lock it in. Since Tyler Flowers locked this team in, I'll lock my team in this week. Have some cojones. Guy, look. Derek Carr going to show the world. I was going to put in a, a slip for Derek Carr to win MVP. But I don't like I don't, I don't I don't hold back I don't hold back from doing it. So
my lock of the week, the Saints. Uh, we're gonna take it to them. We're gonna show the world that we probably the second best team in the NFC. Oh, second best, huh? Well, you said the second best team in the NFC. I feel like we we up there. Oh. I think up on a lot. We added a lot of pieces. We I, I feel like Derek Carr is what we missed. We were quarterback away. You know, I can't disagree with feel that. Like. Well, our defense, our defense kept us in a lot of games last year. With with you no know, uh RC call Andy Dalton the red uh pistol or something like that. And so and like think about it, we went seven and ten <clears> and we had a chance to get in there with no quarterback. With with a, with Andrew Avin Camaro, so that's saying a lot right there, in my opinion. All right, Flowers, who you have? I'm scared of this game. I'm nervous picking this one. You think it's a trap game? Man, this game can go either way, man. Because if the Saints fall into what Mike and Tennessee likes to do, far as just be rugged. The game go Tennessee way, especially if they can if they can get a turnover off of their car. I'm gonna pick the Saints because they're at home. Now mm-hmm. I'm with you, of course. The uh, Titans are back healthy. They didn't have uh, Landry last year, so him and Simmons will be you know a force in the front seven as far as pass rush. But <clears throat> so I think y'all have the weapons on the outside that can counter MT. that. MT, hey, MT. Mm-hmm. I think y'all got the weapons on the outside that can counter that. You know. Downtown New Orleans at 12 o'clock Sunday is going to be rocking. That's going to be a loud right. I think y'all front seven will be able to contain Derrick Henry. Do not let him get past the second level because y'all will be in trouble if you do. Yeah, we got Tyron Matthew. I don't see Tyron Matthew tackling uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, but I, I think Tyron <laughs> Hill will probably throw y'all one um, in the secondary also. You know, they'll try, they'll try to figure out D-Hop. And they got another guy, Trevion Burks. That'll be his second year. But – I don't think that Titans offense is poised enough to go down there. In my they gonna mind, have to keep, one. they gonna have to. They gonna have to uh, keep that ball on the ground to beat us. They we yeah. Henry yeah. gonna have to go book wild. He's gonna have to get. He's gonna have to rush for about one twenty five plus to be able to beat y'all. I'm gonna throw that <laughs> number out there. It's gonna have to be about one twenty five plus and probably two tutties on the ground. And Tannehill is gonna have to give him two, but I don't see it happening. So I'm just gonna go Saints this week. All right, Thomas, don't disappoint me. <laughs> I got the t- – it's like, no, nah, I got the Saints. I got the Saints. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I just feel like, like Flower said, Derrick Henry is got, would have to put the team offensively on his back. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I really do think y'all have a under, uh, like an underappreciated defense. I don't know about mm-hmm. a top five unit, but, like, I like what y'all have on the defense side of all with Cameron Jordan. I think Demario Davis is one of the most underrated linebackers still in the game of football, too. Right. I like what y'all got with Marshawn Lattimore still. I think that's going to be a key matchup, uh, Lattimore versus Hopkins on Sunday. But, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I like the Saints in this matchup a lot. Yeah, and, like, I, I can go through this whole Saints roster, but, you know, y'all going to see Alante Taylor. He We moved him to the slot. Adebo is now outside corner. <clears throat> So we let you know we let go. Uh, the name just escaped my mind, but he was a corner for us. We let that's how sure they is in a long time. Yeah, we let go of Roby. So that's how they keying in on, on Lante Taylor right now. All right, okay. Packers versus the Bears. Is this Justin Fields' uh, come out game, Thomas? 
I better. I I will hope it is because this is. I feel like in the NFC North, obviously we we are high on the Lions, but I feel like there's a new chapter to be written in this division because Aaron Rodgers, the bad man who basically owned the division for countless years, uh-huh. is with the New York Jets now. So now it's a new chapter. Now it's time for another team to step up, and you got Justin Fields and Jordan Love going head to head. Uh, we'll see if we get future matchups like this after this season uh, with them playing for their uh, the Bears and the Packers. But I feel like this should be Justin Fields coming out game because they gave him a number one with DJ Moore. Um, right. And past history shows quarterbacks that struggle without having a number one like Josh Allen before Diggs or Hurts before Brown. Once they got their number one, they were straight. And now they're one of the best quarterbacks in the game. So. I feel like this should be Justin Fields coming out party to see what he can do. He showed strides of uh, what he could do as a dual threat quarterback last year with his legs, uh, nearly breaking Lamar Jackson's rushing record as a quarterback in regular season. But I think it's now it's time to put it all together. Uh, show you could p- make plays with your arm and your legs. So I think this Sunday, I'm going I'm to say, it. yeah, I do think this is going to be his coming out game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Flowers, uh, I forgot who said this, but it's somebody from Fox Sports. They said uh, Jordan Love is going to be a future Hall of Famer. I forgot who said it. I wish I was screen. Somebody side. said that on on television. Fox, yeah, on Fox Sports. It was I think it was their social media page on Fox Sports. One of the analysts. I wouldn't go that far. He's barely <laughs> played. Has he played yeah. like two hundred snaps yet? I no. guess they looking at the whole Green Bay uh, history of quarterback Sim behind because they saw oh, Brett Favre, and then they saw Aaron Rodgers, like, oh, jo- you know, Jordan Love. And they eating up the see pass. kid play before I even have a, a you know, right. a true opinion about the that's kid. That's a bold statement. That's that's too bold. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess he said that about Aaron Rodgers too, right? It was a it was a <laughs> one. Right, that, that's that's a little too far fetched for me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm keeping this game. Off any betting slip this weekend, I am right. not putting this game on right. nothing because Vegas is so undecided about it. They got Chicago uh, minus point and a half. I had Chicago winning nine games this year. I think they get a win right here. It's at home. I think Justin Fields, you know, has the weapons now. He'll be able to showcase his legs. He'll be able to showcase his arm. I think the the Packers are going to babysit Jordan Love you know, to start them out. Um, not saying Green Bay doesn't have a good team. They, they they have you know pieces everywhere, but I'm not confident enough to say Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and matter Watson's of fact, both of them too. are banged. Oh, he's out. See, both and yeah, Dobbs. Oh no, Chris. Oh, that's big. That's big. I just don't think that they're going to take any kind of. They're not going to take the shackles off of Jordan Love enough for them to be able to win this game. They're going to be too lenient on. Aaron Jones and Dylan the defense and Justin Fields will get out and use his legs and make a pass a two downfield to show you the talent that he got. And Chicago also has a lot of defensive talent now. This they've upgraded their defense. Edmonds. You know, Edmonds and uh Edwards, TJ Edwards mm-hmm. and you know, other pieces too. And you know, they had a few pieces last year after they traded um a few guys off the show, you know, a little here and there and they signed the uh Dockway. <clears throat> we had him last year in Indianapolis. So you know, he's used to playing with Evil Foods. So I just think the Chicago Bears will come out 1-0. And like you said, it's a new chapter in the NFC North, so it's wide open as of now. Right. If I'm the Bears, I'm stacking the box. And I'm saying, join love. Have at it. Yeah. Let me see what you can do, son. 
Like, like I say, the Packers fans don't even they're gonna love them or hate them. There's only one way <laughs> for Jordan Love, nothing in between. All right, uh, so I'm taking the Bears also. Raiders versus the Broncos. My boy Sean Payton, uh, his first game of the season. He said hack it couldn't hack it. So uh I think he needs his win. See, since he came out and said that about <laughs> like you just can't, like you can't bash another coach to come out and lose week one. Uh, you know, even though I bet it on the Raiders and I will want the Raiders win, but I want my boy Sean Payton to win too. So uh Flowers, Russell Wilson. He's gonna look like Russell Wilson of old or he's gonna look like the great value. <laughs> he might be somewhere in between this game. I'm not. I'm not about to sit up here and say Russell Wilson's about to come out because he got Sean Payton and he's going to be the old Russell Wilson. He's going to do this and that. I don't think that. I just don't think that everything around Russell Wilson is consi- consistent enough for him to thrive. Mm-hmm. Got to see the offensive line. I mean, like I said I th- I've been telling you this since the preseason. I've been seeing the flag. You know, Jared Judy might drop a pass or two or three. Um, Javante Williams coming back off injury. A lot of Sean Payton having to clean up so much and get the flavor of what he likes to do and the culture he wants to bring in. I just think it's going to take some time. I also have the Raiders plus five and a half on that 12-man betting slip. Yeah, I did that too. (laughs) Uh Thomas, I got a 12-man parlay, and I sent it to you that I put in this past Monday. I had the, the Lions plus eight, so that one's already hit. But I had a mixture of college and NFL teams on it. It's a three dollar ticket that's worth two thousand nine hundred and thirty five dollars. And I have some teams on there. (laughs) I took your ticket. I placed the one you sent me, then I did a different one. I just took I said I'm about to go in and go go big or go home. So I took the lion straight up and I took the the Raiders straight up. So it added like an extra like then you added like a thousand other a thousand dollars onto the ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're gonna see. I'm picking the Raiders in this game. Oh to say the, least. the Raiders beat them twice last year, even with porn star <clears throat> D behind the hand. <laughs> which I wouldn't be surprised. I'm quite sure, you know, if, if it going the way that the script has been going for the past few years. Jimmy G gets hurt, though Donald Kidd comes in, keeps the job. Definitely wouldn't yeah, be shocked to see that. That's the only thing, though. If Jimmy G is starting, I have less faith in Jimmy G. If they well, would start O'Donnell, I probably have more faith in O'Donnell than Jimmy G, well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. Now, look at it this way. There's a lot of familiarity with Josh McDaniels and Jimmy G. It's not like they don't know each other now. Like, He's been, he's been in the system, so I'm quite sure it wouldn't anything, no complications. Trust me, it'll be fluent. They got Josh Jacobs back. He's ready to go. I just think that the my favorite word probably this year is going to be seasoned. I just think the Raiders are a little more seasoned right now. So uh, Jimmy G barely passing his physical. That doesn't bother you? But, but that was what, almost two months ago? And might be still lingering on Jimmy G. Uh, two months ago, so you ought to be healthy. I mean, <laughs> you ought to be. You ain't heard, I mean, <laughs> how, how, heard much you, how much you money you putting on that? <laughs> you know, I mean, Jimmy for, G. <laughs> for one game, like 
Like I say, he, he breaks down with about five, six games in. You know, it's the first game. You know, we do have to be honest. And Jimmy G knows how to win. He's been – he was in New England. You know, he was in San Francisco. They won San Francisco. Now he's here. We can't say the, the, the man doesn't know how to win. He has the weapons around him. But we can't say that. You know, so I just, I just, like I said, I just think that they're a little more seasoned right now than the Broncos. Oh, that's a, I don't know. I don't use that word, but okay. All right, Thomas. <laughs> um, how you feel about the Broncos? Ah, oh, well, they better look better than what they did last year. I don't know what happened to Russell Wilson. Uh, I know during the offseason he dropped uh, 15 pounds. He's looking more lean, should be more mobile in the pocket. Hopefully having Sean Payton calling offensive plays compared to Nathaniel Hackett helps him. Uh, but I don't know. I, I still feel uh, really iffy about this team. Not sure how they're going to look this year. Uh, I, especially for – is, is uh, Jerry Judy out week one? I know he had a hamstring injury. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it listed yet. I bet it be like question. game time. It probably yeah, – he made it through the day without him being ruled out. Yeah, he probably, it's a chance that it's probably going to lay the game turn. And that's that's big. Uh, we know that Nathaniel Hackett downloaded his uh, playbook from eBay. You know, and he saw a playbook <laughs> on sale. He bought it. You know, thought he was going to translate over to the NFL, as you can see. But Sean Payton is a little bit more polished. He's a little bit more uh, – <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even talking about Sean Payton. And I think we talked about this last year. Why would they pay Russell $200 plus million for Nathaniel Hackett to not know what he's doing, but Russ not have no kind of sale input or a correction? Why? Where was Russ going to come in and take over and at least try not to be a part of the damn ship that was sinking? I just, I didn't see Russ, like, Russ is putting this persona out that he's this and that. But you didn't see it last year when it, when it was time to him to be a leader. I was about to say that leadership I, role was really bad last year for him. I think it was a locker room problem more than Russell leadership. I think why it was just a whole locker room. I don't but know. Why? It was just because they maybe they looked at, you know, like I said, Russ had the upper floor to himself. He had this and that. <laughs> Personal assistant. I heard he had white guards at the stairway. You're like, hold up, no, you can't come over here. But you can't. Nah, win that's games. crazy. But you can't <laughs> nah. win games. I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you gotta own it. You just couldn't go privilege. up there. You had to have right. Permission. Probably was somebody standing there. You just couldn't go up there. Nah, yeah. Wait, Fly had a rope too. He had a red probably rope. Did. <laughs> mad dog standing there just like this. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> probably why his old line was bad. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let the old line come over to the lounge with him. Yeah. When have you ever seen players yell back and forth? Like on a professional level. I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. quite sure you've seen it on lower levels. But, yeah. like, the defensive lineman yelling at Russell Wilson last year. And, you know, the Gordon, line, look at him. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> that, that shows you right there, you know, I, I tried for the longest to help try to defend them, you know, because we see Russell Wilson. I'm not trying to talk about him. I mean, I'm going to the children's hospital. That's cool, but you heard Sean Payton come out this weekend and say he had to tell Russell, man, stop kissing some of them babies. You are not running for a political seat. He told him that. So he told him, stop right. doing that. He, he, he told his whole he, – he, he's pretty much trying to change Russell Wilson's whole persona. Mm, right. And I, I understand that. Cause I feel like the team was in turmoil anyway. The O-line wasn't blocking for him. 
They weren't even picking them up after sacks. And, that's, uh, that's bad. That's yeah, and when your old line not picking you up after sacks, I forgot that kid's name that yelled at the old line. I think he went to the Raiders. Uh, I can't remember his name. But even the, it, when the backup quarterback got to yell at the old line for not picking on Russell, then something's terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I'm still going with my boy Sean Payton. I'm taking the Broncos. If the Broncos lose, I would not be mad because that's part of my parlay, Flowers. You know, that's the one you sent us, so. Right. Saying, we just need the we just need the Raiders not to lose by no more than six. By hold on, Bob. They can't lose by more than five points. Five and a half. Five and so a half six. points. So mm-hmm. basically two. They can lose by touchdown. five. They can't lose by six. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so Thomas. You said you're taking the Broncos. Oh, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah, I Dang. feel like the Raiders can steal this one week one. Sean Payne, I still got your back, bro. We know you do that. That's all reason you pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eagles versus Patriots. Thomas, this an S upset alert or you like nah? I I wouldn't say upset alert, but I feel like this game could be interesting. Uh, I want to see what Bill Belichick's defense is going to dish out to that Eagles offense. I want to see what type of looks they give Jalen Hurts early in the game. I want to see how they uh, their defensive line matches up against the Eagles' offensive line. I want to see what Matthew Judon can do against one of the best offensive lines in football. Oh, yeah. uh, can the Eagles get the running game going? So I think that's going to be a chess match, the Eagles offense versus the Patriots defense. All right. It's going to be a good chess match for sure. Uh, Flowers, I know we talked about Matt Jones. <clears throat> uh, what Belichick going to have to do to get Matt Jones feeling comfortable? Show that he supports him. That's the first and foremost thing he needs to do. That is actually show some some love and affection to Matt Jones. Say you are quarterback. Not have the media talking about well, Bill Check doesn't like him and this and that, and not give the man a special team guy and Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. You know, I was just about to say that. Like yeah, you must not really like the guy. You get that guy, defensive coordinator, to be your OC. He looking at man covered. He looking at cover three, Tampa two with an offense. Right. Oh, supposed to be called offensive plays. Right, man. Matt Patricia <laughs> probably showing him cover twos and stuff. So trying to show him offensive plays. Oh my god! <laughs> like man, I, I feel sorry for the kid in a sense because it's just like I just think Bill Belichick doesn't want to coach anybody. Like that has a that would have power and leverage over him. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like Bill Belichick tries to do too much to like show that he's great. I mean, we know he can coach, but I just think he tries to like just bring in lesser talent and coach them up and you know show you that he's almighty and all great in a sense. And we should have saw this a long time ago, to be honest. When Matt Jones went to his Alabama Alabama coaches for advice. Well, he got one now. You got you know, you got you got Bill that, that's a that was a telling sign that he probably wasn't getting the same guy. They were talking about he was crying like he needed to be a cuddled and everything. Mm, and Saban didn't cut well oh, Saban didn't then uh, No, know, you heard the report that came out from uh now. the coaches. It was some somebody came out reported about Matt Jones with New England, not him with Alabama. And that's why he was like turning to Alabama the coaches to, to get insight because I guess yeah, you, he wasn't getting no um, help. You know, Billis was uh, was his offensive coordinator when he was at Bama, right? Like probably so, who he went to because you know he was there with Belichick prior 
So he mm-hmm. probably reach That's... out to him and try to, I guess, figure him out, I guess. Yeah, and try try men the relationship. I feel like uh how they were talking about him, like they just didn't you know the kid wasn't getting no love, like you mentioned. So, yeah, so uh, he didn't he didn't eat lunch, he didn't go to dinner with Tom Brady for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's mind blowing. Um, that is mind blowing. Oh my word! Uh, so, Flowers, who you taking? You taking Eagles? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. I think I had them. Didn't I have that on the list too? I think I, I think uh, I picked I the Eagles. Think you probably had them I, on a different one. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I, I, I would take the Eagles straight up. I think the uh, Vegas had them like minus four. Yeah, I mean, and that's not a bad bet, but I probably would take the Eagles money line if I was betting that. But I just think that. The offensive line, you know, Jalen Hurts' ability to move around. I think uh, the Patriots, their best corner might be hurt. Uh, the, the Jones kid, what his name is. I think he's hurt. He might be out. So that, that's going to be a little tougher task to be able to guard Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. But Hurts' legs will be the uh, the overall factor, man. Bill Belichick has problems with quarterbacks that can run around, as you've seen over the years. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it'll be no different. It might – look, it has a chance to be a 31-14 kind of a game. Yeah, because let's be real. The, the Patriots' offense is one-dimensional. The receivers, the receivers don't threaten you. Uh, Hunter Henry, that's another guy that can't even stay healthy. So it just we already know that what they're gonna try to do run the ball. So you can't you gotta do more than that versus the Eagles defense. Isn't Stevenson banged up too? I hope not, guys. Uh they let go Damian Harris. I don't even know who's after Stevenson right now. Zeke. Oh yeah, Zeke. Oh Zeke. See, you you high on Zeke. I think, man. Like I, I said, I think Zeke. he you know, he had James Harden. Fat suit, but it looked like he shed a couple of pounds. So he's lost off fifteen pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He shed the fat suit, but I, I he's don't look the same to me. Uh, uh, Thomas, who you have? I'm gonna go with the Eagles in this one. And I'm going with the Eagles also. All right, Dolphins and Chargers. All eyes on Tua. Thomas, will Tua make it through the first quarter? Hey, he's gonna come out with these new helmets, new new special yeah. helmets gonna look like space helmets, you know, have a potential bubble around his his other helmet, you know. It's a new design for uh concussion, people that have concussions. But uh Tua, his line looked terrible too in the preseason. Are you worried about Tua in this offense? Uh, for this game or for overall in the season? Let's just go with this game versus the Chargers defense. Ooh. And there's some uh, protection problems. It could be a long day in the office for him because you get a healthy Joey ugly. Bosa, you get a healthy Khalil Mack on that mm-hmm. defensive line. Mm-hmm. I, I hope he's got that protection because slant routes to Tyreek Hill, a little quick dump, dink and dumps aren't going to help in this game if he has no protection. That's what I'm thinking. Um, that's why I'm worried about him, to be honest. I'm like, bro, you can't be taking hits, man. That's like that should have been their number one on the number one thing on list to do is try to fix that old line. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter you have two of the fastest guys in the NFL. If your quarterback cannot stay upright, 
it doesn't matter because it, sooner or later, teams just start going to play up and they'll start pressing and they're going to take all that short stuff away. Now you're really mm-hmm. getting pressure in your face. So it just it, it, it's very unfortunate for two of them. In my opinion, I feel like he should retire, especially after those scary hits, them scary concussions he's had. And uh, I just hope you make it through this game for real, though. But the Chargers, they, they got Kellen Moore now as their OC. So you're going to see a high-power offense. Uh, we high on Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Flowers. Chargers, are they going to light it up? They're lighting it up. They're going to light them up like a candle, man. No Jalen Ramsey. I know they got a <clears throat> defense coordinator down in Miami. No, he's good, mm-hmm. but it's going to take some time. I just look. They got Slater back. Solid protect on the Chargers line. The offensive line will be better this year. A lot of weapons, man. Like I say, Herbert, a lot of people, Dark Horse Cannon for MVP. Not shocking, right. but I'm more it's not it's not that that doesn't even you have to worry about two in the offense, man. Just you know how I am about you know pressure and that offensive line is terrible. You know, both a healthy right. Bosa, Khalil Mack, got Derwin James roaming around like a madman. That that's not good. And then they beat him last year, you know. Right, and the Chargers weren't as healthy as they are now. That offense will be better. I just, I don't, I don't think Miami is going to have a chance this weekend with that. All right, Rams versus Seattle. Uh, Flowers, the Rams. They they need a they need a win. They need all they need all the wins they can get. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> And he all like Matthew Stafford. Uh, he playing an Esco Esco skeleton oh, suit right now. He got like got some protecting his uh his back. Man, what do the Rams have to do? No Cooper Cup. No Cooper right? Cup. Nope, no so, Cooper Cup. Half the, how... half the roster is new and young. This is not setting up good for some of I've been telling you. I've been on this. I've been on them since last year. I, I remember when I, I never told liked y'all some last year. Game. The offensive line wasn't good last I mean, year. Some of they... that downfall. Mm-hmm. That happened. This year, you lose Jalen Ramsey. You lose Bobby Wagner. How long do you keep Aaron Donald? I'm, I'm on record for saying I think they'll end up trading Aaron Donald for some capital. You know, for some capital. Excuse me. I just don't see him going to Seattle, especially our Cooper Cup. You know, offensive line. Eh. Still, still bad. It's still bad. You know, that's why I, I feel just, like Stafford should retire. Man. Stafford, too much what's money. the point? Too much money. Money, what's man. the point of having all that money if you want to be in the hospital? Then take care of the rest of your life. Like you, you ain't trying to leave money on the table, man. <laughs> like, just like Tua, man. He ain't trying to leave no money on the table. That's that's why like, he's gonna go out there and play. Like enjoy your money, Stafford. You can't enjoy your money from a hospital bed. That's all I gotta say. Uh, Thomas, who do you have in this game? Man, this is going to be a whooping. I got the Seahawks. No, like I said, no Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson is definitely not able to be a number one wide receiver at this moment. I say that with all due respect, but I, I, I it's just not there for the Rams to pull off this upset. Really, no all they really not. have to look forward to all year long, I know Cooper Cup's on IR. It's, it's really Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, and Sean McVay is all they really have to look forward to. 
And I agree with Flowers. I think they are going to pull the trigger, uh, especially if they – I say if they only have won a game or two by the trade deadline, I think they're going to pull the trigger and pull mm-hmm. – I mean, and trade Aaron Donald by the deadline to get draft capital. They I'm need to. Because uh, how do you have a beautiful stadium and you have hot garbage playing in there? It's so they lucky the Chargers there with them now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, see? They, they had a backup plan all, all along. Cowboys <laughs> versus the Giants. I have a little uh, stat for you. I know Tom's going to like this. The Cowboys have won 10 straight mm-hmm. games versus the Giants. Oh, wow. 10. Thomas, you a Cowboys fan. I'll let you handle this. Yeah, I, you know what? I was, I like you said that stat because they have not, the Giants have not beaten Dak Prescott since 2016, his rookie season. So if I could get a lock in for that, <laughs> I would like that. I would like to lock that in. For I got you, to be the Giants. I got that. So everybody taking their teams. I like that. There you go, your lot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I really do think that's going to be a close game because the Giants, uh, they surprised a lot of people last year, uh, made it all the way to the divisional round, really with no weapons really at the wide receiver position. The offense was really uh, based off of what Saquon Barkley could do, how he could get going in the run department. Uh, if Daniel Jones needs that guy to check down to, that's how he would get the ball to him in the receiving department. So and they got some young weapons there now. I feel like this is going to be a competitive game, but Dak has the Giants number. I can see this coming down to the wire. I have the Cowboys winning a close game. Close game. All right, Flowers, you big on Saquon Barkley. So what's going on with the Giants? Look. I know we picked earlier, well, about a month or so ago, when we did the NFC East. And after we did that episode, I just got to just looking at the Giants. They're better than what I thought they were. Oh, They're a whole lot better than what I thought they were. Okay. Matter of fact, they are a mere splitting image of Thomas's Dallas Cowboys in a sense. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying Thibodeau is Michael Parsons. There's some similarities there. Bobby Okariki comes over. You know, Okariki, excuse me. I know he don't like, he don't like people calling Okariki no more. Okariki, excuse me. Comes over from us. You know, gives him a void. He can cover. Their mm-hmm. front seven is nice. Dexter Lawrence, Thibodeau. Secondary is nice. They add Waller to the offense to be able to give Daniel Jones something else. It's probably something more reliable. And hopefully mm-hmm. Waller can stay healthy. But Paris Campbell and some other pieces come over for the Giants. I like Brian Dable. Brian Dable is the take turnovers away from your quarterback master. That's what I like to call him. Daniel Jones did a complete 360, just like Josh Allen did with Dable. Second year there at home, I got the Giants late. They steal it late. They steal it late. Uh, let me ask Thomas this: uh, How would that offense look without uh, without uh, Kellen Moore? How would the cow? Well, that's a big question mark this weekend because Kellen Moore is responsible for us having a top five offense 
uh, or being in the mix for a top five offense over the last several years for him being the coordinator there. At times, I will say this, I think he is a good coordinator, but at times the offense could get really, uh, you can really find out what we're going to do early in the game. And if we're down by 10 or more with Kellen Moore, it's, it's a pass happy offensive system. Uh, but I, I hope Mike McCarthy can back up what he did because he's the reason why Kellen Moore is in L.A. now. Mm-hmm. So you get the play sheet. I hope you can do some good things in the pass game, running game. But don't get too pass happy because I can say as a Cowboys fan, when you get too pass happy, too one-dimensional offense, that's when Dak Prescott can get himself in trouble in the turnover department. I think I think uh, McCarthy can't play. So. Yeah, McCarthy's calling it. I think with him come play, it's gonna be more uh balance. Uh as you saw with Aaron Rodgers, he was complaining about they run the ball, you know, this and that. I think that what that needs. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm taking the Cowboys. All right, last game, Bill versus Jets. The fight for the number one spot. That's pretty what it is. The fight for number one spot. Where's RC where I need him to ask him about the bad man? Cause he swear <laughs> up and down the Jets are probably not even that good that everybody think they are. Thomas, do the Jets take this game versus the Bills? I would say they do because the hype is there for the New York Jets. They get to host their first Monday night football game since 2020. I feel like they have something to prove. And I feel like this series last year between the Bills and the Jets was one-to-one, even though the Bill, uh, the Jets had to go through quarterback carousels of Zach Wilson, Mike White, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Now you get a future Hall of Famer, four-time MVP, former Super Bowl champion Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be the difference maker in this game. And I feel like they can, uh, they can do two things on offense, either let Aaron Rodgers do his thing with his receiving core, or they can hand the ball off with a one-two punch of Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. So, I like the I like the Jets' chances to pull off this win on Monday night. I think they have to, realistically, right. because of how, who they play next on the schedule. Week two, they got a six-day rest period, and then they got to fly over to Dallas to play that good Cowboys defense. Got to play the Patriots. Got to play the Chiefs, the Broncos, Eagles. So they got some tough tasks uh, coming to them. So I feel like they have to win this game Monday night. So I'm going with the Jets to win. Flowers, are you uh... – Taking the uh, Jets two in this game. It's a tough game. I've been going back and forth all nah, day. I already know. I already know what I'm picking. Josh Allen. No, I'm going with the Jets. Okay. Reason why I think Aaron Rodgers is on a prove it kind of an ordeal as far as mm-hmm. when he won his two MVPs. He wanted to show people he still had it. Oh, he's riding that same train now. He wants to go out here on Monday night and show you I am still the bad man. Right. He's going to show the world he's a bad man. You know, if the Bills had um, – if they had Von Miller, I probably would pick the Bills. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Um, I know we talk about the Jets offensive line not being as good, but, man, I said this is the first game. You know, I'm quite sure that will be a good balance to Dalvin Cook and Brees. But that back shoulder fade to Gary Wilson is coming. And Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers will have that ball out of his hand. He wants to put on for the, the Jets fans and show, you know, the NFL that, you know, he's still here and he got a point to prove. So I would be naive to go against that field. So I'm taking the Jets. I am taking the Jets also. 
I feel like this game is meant for the Jets to win. It just Aaron Rodgers, uh, man, he like proving people wrong. He have a chip on his shoulder. That um, the offense from the Jets with Brees Hall, like Thomas mentioned, man, they dynamic. They got a good backfield back there. Mm-hmm. Three backs. Three backs. Michael Carter. So they 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 have the guys. And I feel like they can attack the Bills in different ways. And I don't know the Bills defense can handle all that. You know, as we saw Joey B pick them apart, feel like Aaron Rodgers can do the same thing. And, it, and I know that with Josh Allen, he's going to feel like he's going to have to play Aaron Rodgers match for match. And I think that's what <laughs> the Jets want. They want Allen to try to do it all himself. Mm-hmm. So they can I break. Down. We saw Allen give the ball up, and so I, that's what I think they're hoping Allen would do would try to match Aaron Rodgers' game. And either he gonna shine bright, or he gonna have some some plays where you like, dang Allen, why you throw that? Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a good game. Just defense are legit. We don't even need to talk about just defense. Uh, uh, DJ Reed. I know we talked about the last podcast. He said we have a chance to be like the A. Eight five aces bears. So mm-hmm. he, he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah said bro. That. It's just, uh, that would never happen. It. All right. Yeah. One <laughs> he said it never happened because of the rules. The rules are different, so they'll never right. be able to match. All right. All right. And he said Legion of Boom. So that he really mm-hmm. high. He's he talking that ish right now. Maybe if they get a few more pieces. Yeah. But. It's, it's a little too early to say that. Well, if the McDonald kid come on, I will say this. If the McDonald kid, the first round pick that they drafted, yeah. can match uh, what Quinn Williams is doing on their front seven and getting pressure, yeah. yeah, that, yeah I can, the Legion of Boom thing kind of you, you can make him like – Jermaine yeah. Johnson, if he can step their up safeties too. Ain't, yeah, their safeties ain't better than Legion of Boom, but, you know. You got sauce and reed that you know. That's, yeah, they got two corners. The safety just need to be uh like Chancellor and uh Earl. So. <laughs> All right, guys. So that was our NFL game picks. I don't know what happened. I'm gonna say the button. Uh, Flowers, what game are you look uh interested in tomorrow? College football. Well, look, we gotta get up early in the morning to ride the prime time train in Boulder. So if, you know, that's the 11 o'clock. I mean, it's 11 o'clock game. I mean, mm-hmm. let me be honest with you. Like, I watch NFL. Like, college really has interest. Uh, I really haven't had any interest in college because it was so predictable, you know, for so long, far as with the mm-hmm. SEC being so dominant. But now with the transfer portal, NILs, and everything else, you know, college football is so different now. There's just so much remnants going on. I'm tuning in. And there's really not anything on, you know, if you look back in the past at 11 o'clock. So now, you, you know, we got Dion and Boulder, you know, trying to win. So that, that's a watch. Right. A lot of good games coming on tomorrow, though. But that'll be the first yes. one I'll watch. What about you, Thomas? What game are you watching uh, tomorrow? Well, that Colorado-Nebraska game, I'm definitely going to be watching that. But that Texas and Alabama game is really interesting right. as well. Mm-hmm. I think having the number three team in the country versus the number 11 team in the country, I think that has the potential to be the game of the night uh, – or game of the day, I should say. So, I think that's the most intriguing matchup for me to watch tomorrow. i give you a sleeper. What's that? Oh, Ole Miss and Tulane. Tulane. 
I think that's right. gonna be a good game as well. Yeah, I'm definitely checking out Texas and Alabama. What time the Texas Alabama game? Seven. Well, seven central time. Is it gonna be a night game? Cool, cool. Cause my kids got sports, man. I'm be gone half of the day. So that give me enough time to come home and watch the game. So I know y'all heard the uh report. Well, it's not a real report. The USA basketball team lost to Germany. Oh, yeah. 113 to 111. Somebody said, uh, no allows. He's like this. You know. I feel oh, now you got way. nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, I <feel> like. <laughs> I mean, I can you say. You had all that to say when y'all was winning. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So, again, is Noah allows right? I mm. mean. I mean, his his point was right, but. I just, like I like I said beforehand, you have players that are representing the United States. So what was the point of bringing up the NBA at the time? I mean, like I, said, I get, I, you know, that's one of them things like tomato, tomato, you know, all that. That's fine, but for the United States to lose, you know, it really right. doesn't prove Noah Lau's point in a right. sense. But uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I'm gonna ask Thomas this. Do the NBA superstars need to play in the Olympics? And just yeah. they just need a man up and play. Do you agree with that? Yes, I mean the Olympics comes around every four years, and we have so many superstars from top to bottom. Like obviously LeBron, I don't think he'll ever play another Olympics game again. Uh, you got we still got Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, uh, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard. Uh-huh. We got so many players to pull from the pool, uh, from the from the cookie jar. And none of them want to go get a gold medal for us. Jason Tatum, I could throw in there, too. So, I'm looking at this team that lost to Germany. The only stars that we really have representing the United States right now is Anthony Edwards and um, Jalen Brunson. Everybody else has not really proved that they are a superstar yet in the NBA. I think star power is definitely missing from uh, this roster compared to what the other countries are doing. You got Luka Uh playing. You got other uh, top international stars getting out there trying to represent their country. I mm-hmm. think we should be doing Canada. the same thing. Yeah, you see how uh, R.G. Barrett was acting. I feel like superstars need to be acting like that, you know, excited to play for your country. And and a lot of people were excited about this USA team, but I think they were looking at it as an NBA <laughs> standpoint. They had a lot of guys from the bench, too. Yeah. From the NBA team, so when they looked at that team, they're like, "Oh man, this is solid. This roster is solid." Cause, yo, they solid because they good, solid bench players that coming off and resting superstars. So yeah, yeah, a couple million players. I had a problem with Steve Kerr with what he said. What do you say? This isn't 1992 anymore. No shit, Steve Kerr. It's not 1992. <laughs> you the damn head coach. So where is your blame in this? <laughs> even even though we we don't have Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry, the talent on the roster is still good enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, they I mean, I said they you know, could have used you know here and there, but we got to think. Stephen Curry is thirty five. LeBron's thirty eight. Durant's what thirty four, something like that. So that that's gonna flood out in four years. They're not gonna be here. So. We're looking at what we have now over here compared to the world. We've been saying it all along the past year, Ben. You, me, RC, the foreigners are better. They're better. Mm-hmm. 
And now the, point with that. the difference in 1992 and 2023 is, you know, I mean, you know, the European teams were decent, but like I said, we had Michael had one, two stars. But, but that was a fundamentally sound team that knew how to play basketball. It's too much of this one-on-one stuff going on with mm. today's game where you got teams around the world that have played together. They play team ball. They're playing fundamental basketball on a world stage, and the NBA is still trying to do one-on-ones and shoot threes. It's right. not going Especially, yeah, especially when you say when a uh, country's been playing with those guys and they formula and chemistry, like they they just fucking play. in play. the NBA. They're stars yeah. in the NBA. You got Shea Gilders, Alexander dropping 30 in the league, plays with Canada. Barry can put up 20 in the league. You got pieces like that everywhere. All around now. And Germany. they commit. They commit to the system. When they go back to their home country, they play within the system. The United States has whooped mm-hmm. on the, these other countries for the last 30 years. You don't think they want mm-hmm. that? Uh, you know, they get back. Canada, huh. you know, Germany. What was the other team they lost to? Was it Lit- Lithuania? They lost, uh, yeah, they lost to Lithuania. Come on now. You used to watch, you used to watch uh, Ball and Family. <laughs> I used yeah. to watch it. So I used to see Lamelo over in Lithuania hooping with him, and people used to ha, ha, ha. You know, and all this back in the mm-hmm. day, he, he over there hooping. That's not bad. Yes, it's, it's basketball. Them are grown men over there, grown men with pride. And people get caught up. I see it in these Jordan versus LeBron chat rooms on Facebook and everywhere. And bump that. The world uh, over here, we're so caught up in. He got to be able to jump almost forty-five inches. He got to have a forty-five inch vertical. He got to run a four-two. That is not how you play the game. The game is not above the rim. It's just you have to put that ball in the hole. And you see the best players in the world, they're not running four twos. They're not jumping 46, 47-inch verticals. They're skilled. Fundamentals are strong. You know, Michael Jordan, that's why Michael Jordan is one of the, is probably the greatest ever. We, we don't even talk about the fundamentals, Michael, like mm-hmm. his defensive stance, his shot form. We don't even talk about that. We just right. talk about his stats. But if I can just break you down how fundamental Michael Jordan was compared to, you know, the players today. It's too much, like I said, it's too much one-on-one. You know, analytics got these, you know, kids thinking, you know, shoot the three. Steph Curry helped with that, of course, too. You know, people just don't got to understand everybody can't do it. You know, get back to – well, you, and you start to see it in the league. Big men, you know, get the ball to the big men. Mm-hmm. You know, let them kick it out, shoot the ball, play defense. It's coming back. It's starting to come back. But the United States is getting to the point. Like I said, these kids, I'm going to wrap it up. The kids in Europe, Slo- you know, Slovenia, wherever, they're, you know, turning professional at 13 years old. You know, we're over here, you know, eating bonbons and playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's that's how uh, Ricky Rubio was. And everything else, right. You know, we over here playing AAU, what I call friendly ball, or the, this is the worst ball ever, in my opinion. It's just pickle. Parents, it's really pickle yeah. games. It, it, it's yeah, you know what it is over here. I, I don't gotta explain, mm-hmm. but I'm not shocked. All right, because even when we do seven on seven flat, seven on seven flag, uh, most of them kids know each other. They know they know who's who and what what, and then it just it's all about money. They know they making bukus of money off of AU mm-hmm. and everything, but it's just sad. Kite, like, do you think they'll learn from Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan, what, what they used to call him, Big Fundamental. Come on now, you think these kids will live and learn? But now, Tim Duncan's born, you know, no one want to play like that. 
hey, it, it wins championships. I'd rather be boring and win championships than be flashy and just be like, oh, he's overrated. Uh, he never gonna win a championship. All that kind of talk. So it just very. It's I thought it was very funny they lost to Germany and uh, everybody mm-hmm. trying to back up Noel Lyles, but you know it is what it is. So we coming close to a closing. Uh, I have the highlight of the week. <clears throat> Hold on. I want to show, before I show the highlight of the week, I saw this uh, clip on IG. I thought it was pretty funny. I want y'all to check it out. Y'all probably already seen it before. Yeah. I got to see it. Oh, give you contents. All right. This is uh, this uh, commentator. Uh, he's making fun of he's he doing his impersonation of Shannon Sharp. So here it is. Beverly. Yep, yep, I'm gonna tell you something. That was uncalled for what Patrick <laughs> oh, no. Beverly did to me at the game. I'm gonna tell you something. Skip, no. skip, skip. I'm a Hall of Famer, skip. I'm a Hall of Famer, skip. Shannon, what can the Bulls do right now? The Bulls won. Bulls, I'm a Bulls fan. Skip LeBron. I'm a Bulls fan. Skip. I'm sorry, skip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why did he wow. sound like a little bit of Bill Cosby too at the end? <laughs> oh man, I thought it was pretty hilarious. Now here's the here's the highlight of the week. Here's the highlight. First NFL game. How about that? Mahomes throws the cross. It is intercepted on the deflection. Brian Branch, the rookie, ties the game with his first NFL touchdown. Momentum shift. They told Kadarius Tony to get out. Don't come back. Leave now. I'm surprised they didn't cut him. I mean, they don't have no receiver. Scott Moore. Man, the analysts was talking to Scott Moore like, oh, man, he's going he's gonna to have his breakout game. Ooh. Is Scott Moore going to do Nothing. this and that? I mean, catch me at two. I thought he had zero. He, he might have caught zero. one. I'm glad he didn't start him last night. I did. Well, I had Starman Fancy. I kind of did an underdog card on him. Yeah, that was very to... underwhelming. Yeah, yeah I wanted to talk more. about that earlier uh, when we were talking about the Chiefs and Lions because they had the potential to step up without Travis Kelsey, and the young receivers really didn't make any separation playing against the defensive backs. Sky Moore really did nothing to little than, like we just saw in the highlight, uh, Gadarius Tony cost his team a pick six, a momentum changer. Mm-hmm. Then they got the ball back late in the game, and he dropped the ball to dropped potentially it. go ahead for a game-winning field goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Well, Rice had what three catches and a three touchdown. The Lions played shell coverage the whole game, played zone, kept everything in front of them, and Mahomes did right by going, you know, hitting everything underneath Tony coming across the field. They just couldn't make the plays. I mean, it was there, there for the taking. But it just goes to show you that the young kids, you know, in their white group, they aren't ready for that kind of moment. You know, Thank Kelsey God. is needed. Well, and maybe a vet to go out there. Maybe And maybe they may need to trade for somebody. Yeah, MVS, he showed flashes then. He was kind of quiet. Yeah. Maybe the – look, and the whole time we were talking about D-Hop was available. The Chiefs near called D-Hop. D-Hop said that 14s called him, but he called 14s, but these 14s didn't want him. So uh, yeah. the the Chiefs should have called D Hop, and then no, no. the whole Mike Evans situation. They could trade for Mike Evans. I don't know how much they can afford. Oh, Godwin. I got one. So 
I think Mike Evans would definitely change up that offense oh, in a huge oh, way. Definitely. So that's that's crazy for the Chiefs, man. I never thought uh the receivers come out and play like that, especially on a uh on a team like that. Um, all right, so we are brought to you by Bet Us. It's a sports book. We got your game. Place your bets through them. Uh, you can change. Well, you can you can change the over and under, can't you, Flowers? With better. yes, the, well, the the point total. You can change the, the point spread, point yes. total, and the the uh, point spread as far as you picking your teams. Right. So it's a great great sports book to use. Uh, use our code. I'm having our in our uh, on our IG page. Use our code when you sign up. We got your game. Time to win some money this year. And we also also brought to you by Sharps. Oh, here it is. Sports bettors, you need to download Sharps, the better social network. With Sharps mobile app, you can tell your friends best with one click. See a bet you like? Just click the whale tail icon and boom, it will open in your corresponding sports book. Sharps securely connects to major sports books like FanDuel, MGM, Caesars, and more. So you can not only track your bets, but share your bets in creative ways. So gather the gens, download Sharps for free, and join our fast-growing sports betting community. Yes, indeed. Sharps is the bettest network. It's like Facebook. It's a community for bettors to you know, talk about their bets, to get ideas from each other, to compare notes. So use that app, man. It's a great tool. It helped me out a lot when I placed my best to give me an idea of what people are roughly thinking about. And, you know, sometimes it helped me choose to pick a different way, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> instead of going with I'm like, I'll go somewhere else, you know, I'm not feeling that. So, uh, it, and they show, it shows uh, your winning percentage. So if a guy hitting like 40% of his bets, yeah, you probably want to listen to that dude and see what he's doing. So it helps you out a lot. It also connects your social media accounts like uh, Instagram. I think it does Facebook too. Mm-hmm. So I, I use Sharp every time I place a bet just to like confirm what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling sometimes. Uh, use the promo code BOFS323. It lets the guys from Sharp know you came from our side of the town. And it just shows uh, them that, you know, y'all showing us love too. So please check out Sharps, the better's network. Thomas, where can people find your podcast? Uh, you can find us on platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts of On The Hop 08. All right. Uh, you can send me the links, and I'll post it in the show notes. That way people can check, check it out and, uh, you know, give you a listen, give you a follow on your social media play, page, man. You know, I you brought it tonight. Yes, you brought it tonight. That. Appreciate that. Very informative. Man. You, know, you knew what you're talking about. Uh, I might have to uh, kick our sheet RC off the show. No, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get you on with RC, yeah, 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 RC. But uh, yeah, I want to hear y'all talk about the Cowboys and the 49ers, that'll be a great listen. Yeah, so. he'll probably give it to me, but <laughs> <laughs> so man, thank you again for coming on. We gotta do this again, like I said, when, when I get the whole crew. Back together, I bring you back on. We talk some more football and basketball. So, yeah. thank y'all for tuning into the show, and we'll be back Tuesday. And again, don't forget about fan posts. I'll be posting on my social media sites. So, send y'all questions to ask on the show, 
or like I said, y'all can come on the show and ask us personally. So we'll see y'all then. We are out of here. Peace. Tom, man, thank you, man, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I had a blast with y'all. So, 